Hi, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you're doing well today, that you got your head in the right place, because if it isn't, you need to go to a doctor. I'm joined here with my father, and we are going to discuss the news, and this is probably the most important story of the year, Mm. (laughs) because it involves The View. Uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sunday you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's a tease. We'll t- tell you why in a couple of minutes. So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So vice president. No. Okay, shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro were asked to leave their seats on The View Friday, live on air. Just before Vice President Kamala Harris was set to make an appearance on the daytime talk show. Since this is going to be a major news story any minute now, what happened is that uh, Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. They probably have a breakthrough case and they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated up the wazoo. You know, a lot of vaccines. The vice president did end up appearing on the morning show, but virtually instead of in person. We did everything we could to make sure that you were safe because we value you so much. During her appearance, Kamala addressed Sonny and Anna's breakthrough cases of COVID-19. Sonny and Anna are strong women, and I know they're fine, but it really also does speak to the fact that they're vaccinated and vaccines really make all the difference, because otherwise we would be concerned about hospitalization and worse. The View is currently in its 25th season. E.T. was on set for the premiere of the milestone season earlier this month. Former co-host Megan McCain left the show in August and Joy Behar teased what we should expect. We know every week they're going to bring on another Republican. We know that. The TV personalities also reflected on what season 25 means to them. And... Okay. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, so that was a big deal. And you know it's going to be major news, so we might as well just tell you. Why did they have to leave if she's appearing virtually? Well, I think that they thought that she was going to come. Oh, that yeah. was a change in plan. Yes. I see. Yes, all in the moment. And oh, boy. Yeah, pretty funny. They thought she was in the studio and uh, she wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You should have seen her face and I was like, I know Sunny and that we're going to be fine because they're strong women and that vaccine really helps. And they're sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sophisticated. That's a good one. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just, it was so funny how that happened. But pe- I kept on hearing about that all day and then I finally figured out what, how it actually happened. And it's just like, headlines could be so deceiving. So that deceiving. That was not the most important story of the year. No. Uh, and they, the way that the headlines made it sound, you would have assumed that they were all there together at the table. Uh, Kamala Harris was mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. And then they basically... Well, they didn't even make it sound like it was because of COVID. They just made it sound like they, uh, the host had to get off, uh, had to walk off the show. It was like, oh, mm. is this a Bill O'Reilly 2.0 happening? <laughs> <laughs> Which I would love. <laughs> no, it couldn't be that because everybody there agrees. Yes, that's true. Yeah. They're all singing Kumbaya together. Yep. But yeah, it was very deceitful. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I got to share the most important news of the day. Uh, let's see. The other story, um, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, that or heard that this has happened, but basically, Chris Cuomo 
now is <laughs> being accused of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. It runs in the family. <laughs> it's a family business, baby. <laughs> Big brother taught him well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so what happened was, and this is a bit of a kind of different situation than his mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his brother who was the governor and is no longer governor now. Yeah, he kind of... Interns was his specialty, wasn't it? Yes, yes. He was really good with the interns. Um, so this it was Shelly Ross, and she she's a TV journalist. Uh, she said that Chris, he touched her inappropriately at a party. And this was in 2005, so this was quite a while ago. And Chris, I think, was about 35 years old at the time. Oh, interesting. Because he's 51, and that was about 16 years ago. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I have to. He looks good for his age. Mm. He looks good for 51. I have to admit it. Ugh. I feel, well, he was 30, feel like I'm tasting 35 pennies. with uh, racing hormones and just couldn't control yes, himself. Yes, yes. He's just, yeah. At that <laughs> so time. He had worked for ABC News at the time, mm. and they, he like gives her a bear hug. This is like at a, at a party, I'm pretty sure. He gives her a bear hug, and he lowers his one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of her buttocks. And from what I understand, her husband was right there. Yep, he saw it. He saw the whole thing. And he said, now that you're, um, now that... You're no longer my boss. Yeah, now that you're no longer my boss, I could do this. And she said, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. something like that. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was something along the lines of, no, you can't. Right. Uh, but he did say that he apologized to her, and he said, now now that I think of it, I'm ashamed, and uh, I apologized to her then, and I meant it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but then, of course, we all know that when his brother was facing all these allegations as well, he, who was giving him advice? Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Chris was giving Andrew advice. He's like, trust me. He's been through this. I've been through it. My former boss. I, <laughs> and, and when they apologize, they always mean it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, the the CNN president, Jeff Zucker, he mm. knew of this. Mm. And he he said it was inappropriate, but he declined to discipline him. Mm. So, you wow. know, very merciful. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to do that when it's folks on the other side of the aisle. No, no. There's no mercy. No. What does it say about you? You know, I, you know, cause I, I do, I do think, I think like what is too far? Um, technically it wasn't done at work. You know, I try to, I try to think of and be mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. and say like, how can we treat everybody the same with this? But if you're willing to do that, what else are you willing to do? You know, I, I I'm just imagining he, he's not a fool. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I think he somehow believed that this was going to be comical and that she would find it comical when he said, you're no longer my boss and now I can do this. That she she would find, oh, ha, ha, ha. oh I, you I, crazy I, Chris. I, I don't think he was anticipating that it was going to turn out like this. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I really do. I think you're right because otherwise, why would he do that? Mm-hmm. Um, although I do know there's some men and they, it sounds gross, but they get off with women being angry like that. Mm. For some reason, they like that. And, and to do it in front of her husband, you know, so inappropriate. But I think he thought that, you know, because he had worked for her and just making a joke about now that you're no longer my boss, I can do this. 
you can never do that never never and and think like think would what would it take for you to do like something like that to someone anyone it it would be so crazy to Mm. even imagine doing something like that it's it's highly inappropriate Mm. so you know and am i shocked no i'm not i i'm not and i'm sure that there's more stories than just this I don't think he was squeaky clean other than mm, this. Mm-hmm. CNN doesn't have the best reputation either. But yeah, it's just more disappointing because uh, the biggest scandal of the year <laughs> was Cruz, Ted Cruz, going to Cancun mm. while there was a snowstorm. You know, and then there's stuff like this going on all the time. It's just it's just ridiculous the way that stories are dealt with. So yeah, if, if, I, if I was like a boss and I heard that Chris Cuomo did something like that, why keep them? Mm, mm. I know it sounds like really harsh, but why would you do something like that? Right. Yeah. So that was my ult- ultimate point. E- e- either, you know, it's one strike you're out or it's not. Yeah. And, and that definitely was a strike. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it doesn't seem to even be in dispute. Many of the times it is in dispute. It's, yeah. you know, his word against her word. He seems to admit, I think he said it wasn't sexual. You know, I kind of get what he's saying, but when you touch the body inappropriately, that's that's it. It's harassment. It's it's over. And you know, I'm sure. Well, I think I'm sure that he would never do something like that again. I'm sure he's learned. Yes. You know the consequences. I'm not saying he has any deep moral conviction. No. But he knows you can't do this. It's the consequences are too great. Um, but at age 35, back in 2005, um, he did it. He knows he did it. And whenever he covered Kavanaugh, which was all false, by the way, mm-hmm. and they did not prove that any of what was uh, thrown against him was true, he spoke with so much moral clarity. Mm-hmm. He, uh, an upstanding citizen Hypocrisy. who knows how to... Yes, yeah. Hypocrisy. Yes, obviously he was being a hypocrite. And he... He acted like he was something he wasn't, and all those men did. It, there's just with the Me Too era, it has done some good. It's just gone too far mm. now, but it has done some good because it's just like why? Why is it okay for men to keep on doing this to women? And then of course there's there's a few instances where women do things to men, and so I could certainly I could certainly say yeah, let's deal with them too. Mm-hmm. Don't touch people inappropriately. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh- you know, apparently back in 2005, it, it just wasn't clear enough to him. He yeah. he thought that would come off as a joke yeah. and be well-received. He was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this is this is a story that uh, is a bit more techie, but I think it's it's kind of interesting to see how far they're going with it. Um, the, the EU, the European Union, is really kind of going hard on companies that, and it's tech companies that have different cords. Okay, so for example, with Apple, Apple uses Lightning for their iPhones. And everybody now is using USB-C, like lots of companies are. USB-C is much more efficient than Lightning, is much better than Lightning. And it's funny because Apple just created the iPad mini And now that has USB-C, but the iPhone still has Mm. lightning. And they claim 
Apple does this. They claim they're all about environmentalism and they're just really trying to save the planet. So the EU, um, they are, they propose a rule that it would require the kind of small gadgets, phones, tablets, headphones to have the same chargers and that you would get like a fine if you didn't do it. So that's affecting Apple because this is really, it's Apple that does this. Mm-hmm. The other companies, they're they're much more willing to get on the USB-C train, but Apple invented lightning. And so they have all these cords that people buy and, you know, <laughs> okay, so, so, Let's see. The the EU has been trying to cut down the number of cords in its citizens' junk drawers since 2009 when when there were 30-plus different chargers to choose from. It's slimmed down since then to three popular options. And uh, Apple is pretty upset about it. They they said that this would really hurt a lot of people because they would have to throw away all the lightning ports you know the cords and the chargers and everything they'd have to throw that all away to replace it with the new ones and uh yeah so in 2018 21 percent of all smartphones sold in the eu had a lightning port lightning is apple Mm -hmm. so that's a lot and the other part of it that's kind of funny is the iphone now the box is much smaller because it doesn't come with a charging brick so the cord that they give you is lightning to USB-C. I know I'm, th- this might be kind of confusing, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's lightning mm-hmm. to USB-C. The typical charging brick that everybody has only accepts USB-A. So you have to buy a new charging brick. So it's not saving anything. Does that make sense? It's not yeah, helping yeah. the environment in any way. If we're really, if that's what we're really about, and so they are lying. And I think that this would cost them, yeah, okay, so this is what it says. It would cost the company over a billion dollars to change the course of their actions. Mm. So you can see why they really don't want to have to do this. And I know they're coming out with new products. I'm assuming it's all lightning. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. So the iPhones are still lightning. People are so upset about that. They're sick of it. But the iPad, there's... It's been, for the past while, two iPads Lightning, two iPads USB-C, which is stupid. Mm. Pick one. Mm-hmm. Now, there's three iPads that are USB-C, one left that's Lightning. So everyone's like, what are you guys doing? Can you please just pick one? Because we're having to buy all these cords like crazy here. Mm. I just dealt with it myself. I got these new headphones uh, from Apple, USB-C. I, you know, so now I have to have a USB-C mm-hmm. cord. Mm-hmm. So who who's saving who? It's so ridiculous. So you think Apple should change? I do. I think they need to go to USB-C. I get it. I get what they were doing. Lightning mm-hmm. was a good idea. Lightning was cool. But now we have a solution here. Let's stop. Spend a billion dollars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll make it up in a second. Mm-hmm. Seriously, in a second, they'll make it up. Yeah, that's not a lot for their sales. No. So I, just, I, this is what I would recommend they do. Tim Cook, if you're listening, um, first of all, less talky, more action, first of all. And then next, Tim Cook, <laughs> I would warn people this year that from here on out, the iPhones are going to have USB-C. These are the last ones with lightning, just so people have it in their mind. 
and they can wait and it'll be a year until then but they know would that make it harder to sell those last ones with lightning that they've already manufactured why would it though you know well if somebody you know wants to get onto the usb-c train yeah then they might say no i'll just wait i'm not going to buy that they might have to discount them could they wait halfway between the year and then say mm-hmm. it because then they would have sold a lot and they may mm-hmm. might be able to ramp or sorry not ramp up uh decrease their amount of production mm-hmm. true so maybe something along those lines mm-hmm. okay i get what you're saying though mm-hmm. something along those lines they should do something like that <laughs> or maybe there's no warning just do it that's true yeah maybe maybe no warning mm-hmm. okay i know i've changed a lot of what i said to tim cook but yeah just release the products all USB-C. Because even the MacBooks do USB-C now. Mm, mm-hmm. No laptops. more games, please. Mm-hmm. You're hurting my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. This this is a bit more of a niche story as well, but I kind of think it's still fun. SNL, whenever they start, they, they always take a pause during the summer. They don't do any SNL during the summer, Saturday Night Live. And then... Usually at the start of whenever they're going to ramp up again, they show who the guests are. You know, they always have a musical guest and then the kind of the acting guest, the person that's going to be in the skits. Mm -hmm. So they always release two people, two people, two people. And one of the people is Kim Kardashian. So she's going to be one of the first four guests Mm -hmm. on the SNL. And do you know who Deborah Messing is? I've seen her. I I read a little bit about this article. I think okay, Deborah Messing. She she, she was questioning Kim's tr- the choice of Kim. yes. She she didn't like it, and uh, she actually for Will and Grace they did a little thing where they had them look like I Love Lucy. She the way that they did the makeup on her, she looked almost exactly like Lucille Ball. Wow. It was insane. I'll show you later. Oh my gosh. Okay, but I'll play the clip. Deborah Messing apparently doesn't keep up with Kim Kardashian. Why not? Well, we'll tell you. After Saturday Night Live announced Wednesday that the reality star is set to make her hosting debut on October 9th, Deborah, who has never hosted the show before, shaded Kim on Twitter, writing, Why Kim Kardashian? I mean, I know she's a cultural icon, but SNL has hosts, generally who are performers who are there to promote a film, TV show, or album launch. Am I missing something? Yes. Some fans on social media think the Will & Grace star isn't up to speed on Kim's resume, with one user writing, truth be told, Deborah Messing, Kim Kardashian just wrapped up what is likely the most successful and longest-running reality television show in history and is launching a new series on Hulu. That and her side gigs, Skims, and KKW Beauty made her a billionaire. She is NBC SNL worthy. People are going to make judgments, so I think I beat people to the punch. As for Kim, she's excited about the big gig, sharing the news on her Instagram story Wednesday and gushing, OMFG, no turning back now, LOL, I'm hosting SNL. It's really lit and and fun and crazy. The NBC series announced that the Skims founder would be one of the show's first four hosts of the season. During Kim's hosting duties, Halsey will serve as the musical guest. So cool. A source is also opening up to ET about Kim's SNL debut, explaining, quote, Kim is very excited to host SNL and 
and plans to poke fun at herself and the family. She has a great sense of humor. And the mother of four is already prepping for her big live moment. I'm definitely taking my time. The source adds, Kim takes everything she does very seriously and has a lot of famous comedian friends she can lean on for help. So blessed to have the best support system. And let's not forget, Kim recently dipped her toe in the world of movies when she took on the animated role of Dolores in the Paw Patrol movie. Please, this scrawny little purse pup is gonna pull a jailbreak? The KKW beauty founder gave a little speech at a private screening explaining why the project was meaningful to her. Okay guys, I wanna welcome everyone here to the Paw Patrol movie. I'm so excited that I get to show all my kids and all the cousins and all my friends and everyone my first movie. This is okay, I'll stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought it was a funny story. I did actually show my parents a picture of Deborah Messing and Lucille Ball. What did you think? Yeah, it's pretty pretty accurate. Obviously, there was a lot of makeup and mm -hmm. hair and everything else, but yeah, it was well done. It really it shocked me mm -hmm. how closely they resemble each other. Um, but yeah, with Kim Kardashian, they had Elon Musk on, mm. you know, and I think that's what makes it more interesting. The weirder the guests, the more interesting it is. She's like. What's the issue with it? It's mm. called jealousy because <laughs> she's never been on herself because she's not big enough to do it. Right. She just isn't. Yeah. They, they only try to pick the top people. Right. Yeah, she's questioning it, um, but doesn't seem like has a leg to stand on. Mm -mm. Yeah, it would have been better just to, to be quiet because you just mm. made an enemy. Mm. Mm -hmm. What was the point of that? Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting story, but uh, I'm not a shade cast. <laughs> I'm very, very excited, though, for SNL to uh, be very fair and make fun of Jen Psaki. Oh, wait, they never did that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be cool if they did. Joe Biden? Uh, hardly. They do their mm. soft ones of like, oh, I'm so skinny mm. and healthy. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Mentally healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm. They could do so much making fun of Saki. Mm -hmm. I think there is actually a conservative lady that does make fun of her. Wow. But it's, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> I'll keep my opinions to myself, I guess. <laughs> um, Okay, and then we'll just end it there, actually. Mm -hmm. Let's just do a verse. Yep. So, Matthew 6. Verse 5, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand, or pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. So this is similar to mm. the verse we discussed in the mm. last show. And it's just, it's so much of, what matters to us, the opinion of God or the opinion of man? Mm. And it's tough not to care about the opinion of man. I think it is, at least. Mm, that's true. I was thinking at first you could say, well, the lesson there is we should not stand when we pray. <laughs> Get on your knees. <laughs> that could be sitting or lying or 
whatever. Yeah, that's true. Kneeling, but um, obviously it has the emphasis is on being seen by others. So, you know, I'm trying to think is that I think that can come into play in church services mm -hmm. or church settings, or church meetings of any kind. Uh, maybe trying to sort of put on a show when we pray publicly. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard, you know, we can kind of get into habits. Um, many times we use certain phraseology or even intonation. You know, there's certain things we do. You know, people always joke about using King James English in, in prayers. <laughs> it makes it more holy or something. But, you know, I, one time, I, one thing that gives me concern is if you see folks that maybe are new to this and they're expressing, oh, I'm not comfortable praying in public or I can't do it well like you or whatever. Uh, so I guess that bothers me because if there's, if we're causing kind of a spiritual intimidation, you know, so that, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be done. And then people are thinking, well, I can't do that. So then they feel like they can't do it. And sometimes they even equate that with their private prayers. I can't pray because that's, that's how you pray. And I don't do it like that. I can't do it like that. So I guess I can't pray. And so anyway, those wrong ideas, I think, are the biggest concern and probably concern to God. That's a really good point. Yeah, because with this, it was the um, kind of the holier-than-thou people. I think these were the people that, you know, studied the scriptures more than just the common person. So yeah, you're right. It does have this almost like elitism mm -hmm. and you need to be kept out to know God is something that's of higher esteem mm -hmm. and is not for the common man. That's right. Even I guess the way it's phrased is the separation between the laity and the clergy. <laughs> and, you know, um, Obviously, God wants all people to be his children and to be able to pray freely. And he doesn't want there to be any kind of a barrier like that, that we uh, you know, feel like we're a lower class if we're not part of the clergy. You know, we're just as much as sons and daughters, and uh, we can be used in him, by him in great ways, and there's certainly no hindrances to any of us praying. Amen to that. And yeah, God loves it. God loves to hear us communicate with him. And that's what prayer is. So let's end the show there. I hope you guys learned a lot. And yeah, I'll probably check out that SNL with Kim Kardashian. I only watched the Elon Musk one mm. because it was Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And it was actually kind of funny. So have a great day. Goodbye.